Ben, just before, very quickly, I do want to get into the polling, but is this, so you said basically democracy is on the ballot. So we we always hear that in the U.S. In this case, it seems more real. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, uh, the United States hasn't been ruled by numerous dictatorships before. Brazilian exactly. Barack, That's Brazil- what I wanted to get into, yeah, right? Yeah. So there was, a dicta- there, was a, there was a military dictatorship between 1964 and 1985. Do yes. I have those dates yes. correct? Yes. Right. And so it's, this is, it's a recent history. Yeah. And there's also a dictatorship that ruled Brazil until 1945. And before that, the f- system of oligarchical democracy they had could not be reasonably described as uh, democratic. So in effect, Brazil's had two periods of democracy, one between 1945 and 1964 and 1985 and the present. This is not a country with a strong democratic institutional history. This is a country in which, you know, people, as you know, if you poll, there's like pretty open anti-democratic views. Now, unlike the United States, you know, there's also a history of the military just getting involved in politics, as uh, I should mention that, you know, for instance, Bolsonaro has more generals serving in his cabinet than during the heart of the dictatorship. And I think it's something like 11,000, my numbers could be off, uh, military officers serving in the government. You know, this is a return of the military into... Right. So it's like a military state in, in a real sense. Like in the literal, there are military officers helping run the state. Well, it's one of the coalition partners. So it also include evangelical churches, what we call the Centrum, which is these sort of corrupt, uh, rent-seeking, misleadingly named parties that trade pork for support, uh, who already kept into power. I mean... Bolsonaro has faced something like 150 plus impeachment requests, and because he's paid off Congress, he's been able to block them. And the, the Centurion comes out of the traditional political allies of the military. Uh, as, and there's also, you know, big agro and other interests of capital. But to just jump into the election itself, um, so when I arrived, the polling had Lula basically with a double digit lead. The question seemed if it would go to a first or second round. Bolsonaro was running a sort of what I would describe as a low energy Jeb Bush type campaign. He wasn't very animated. He didn't look very happy. Um, when I was walking around the streets of Sao Paulo, which went for Bolsonaro uh, in 2018, and I remember, you know, seeing a lot of uh, green and yellow, the colors of the Brazil football team, which is now associated with the right. Um, there, I just saw red. I saw, you know, lots of Pachistas walking around, people being very open, energy, the bars were full on election day, uh, you know, it was good vibes. And then um, the results started coming in last night. And from the get-go, we had one of those classic situations where the, you know, polls were off. Uh, for instance, in Sao Paulo, uh, the two biggest Brazilian polling agencies, IPEC and uh, Datafolia, had basically had Lula with like a double-digit lead uh, over Bolsonaro, and Bolsonaro ends up with and Sao Paulo is Brazil's largest and richest and most populous state by a mile. Uh, effectively won 48% of the vote compared to Lula who was on 40%. You know, this is, and throughout, um, mo- there was like 23 states, the poll- major pollsters had it wrong. So what they had wrong was not Lula who finished within the margin of error of predicted support with something like 48%. Um, he won, but Bolsonaro was much closer than expected. He was about five, six points behind and got 51 million votes, which is a lot of people. So now it goes into a second round in which the right's been animated, the left's kind of uh, quite shocked by these results because, you know, if you're expecting a referendum on uh, if your country stands for, you know, being viable or not, and then you get hit by this level of support, uh, it's quite shocking. 
And uh, then um, the other fact is the down ballot results have been an absolute disaster. I mean, uh, sort of array of degenerates, decadents, criminals, crazies, and all sorts lunatic, of lunatics have been elected all over Brazil. So, Ben, first obvious question, why were the polls so wrong? Well, let's get to the first thing. Methodologically, there's one thing that stands out in Brazil, uh, and this is a sort of classic instance of uh, non-viability in that Brazil hasn't had a sentence for 10 years. They have it for both institutional sabotage and incompetence. So they're supposed to have one during COVID, but there was an interest not to have a census. Um, you know, Bolsonaro is kind of anti-census. That's one of his positions. If you want to, we, just, we describe it as disgovernment here, but it's about kind of the he, he doesn't want to see like a state. Yeah, but it's like you know, undismantling the ideas of having a state capacity. Yeah, that's one.